Yes, welcome into the show. How are we doing today? Excited, man. Loving, loving doing this show. Thank you to everybody who's tuned into episode one with myself and Smoke, the flagship episode, the flagship uh, version of the show, which is Mondays and Fridays. Uh, episode two with our special guest, Jake Madison, talking all things Pelicans. Episode three with our special guest, Mr. Norman Locke, talking college football and NFL, which also Norm will be on every week. And then today's episode is with someone that, just like Jake Madison, this person will be on the show uh, a lot. Uh, and honestly, he'll probably be on the show more so during next year's high school football, Louisiana high school football season, and um, during the Raging Cajuns football season. And for those out there outside of Louisiana, I am sorry. Today is Louisiana Dedicated Day. Thursdays are the Louisiana Dedicated Day on Buzzer Beater Banter. And today we have Ian Ozan, who is the uh, broadcaster for Lafayette Christian Academy. He is the guy that basically covers, not only covers uh, the LCA Knights, but he also um is the broadcaster for it so this guy does everything for lca nights um he also works right now i believe at the station in new orleans i'll get uh that information really quickly but super excited to have ian ozan on the program um yes he uh works for wwl a uh wwlamf M. So basically, WWL Radio in New Orleans. So make sure you check out him. You can follow him at I-O-Z-E-N-N-E on Twitter. And we'll get into our conversation about LCA really quickly. But for those out there that um, come to us for our national coverage, the Pelicans play tonight, baby, against the Lakers. We are reviewing tomorrow's episode after the game. We will be discussing that thoroughly myself and smoke we'll also be talking about pacers bucks we'll be talking about the in-season tournament what we think about it and how we think it has benefited the league and we'll discuss who we think is going to win the finals we will also give our picks for this week's nfl matchups we'll discuss the game discuss what who we think will win and why and yeah tomorrow's episode will be jam-packed with nba coverage and NFL coverage. So be on the lookout for that. But without further ado, let's get into our interview with Ian Ozan to talk about the Louisiana high school football playoffs, specifically the Acadiana region with the LCA Knights versus the STM Cougars, Opelousas versus Cecilia, and Acadiana versus Catholic of Baton Rouge. And then we'll talk a little wrestling at the end. But let's jump into that right now. Hello, Triple B Nation. As you know, this is the third interview of our show segment. Uh, this today is Thursday. And on every Thursday, we're making this local Lafayette Thursdays, where we will be covering things that pertain to the local Acadiana area, specifically high school sports and the Cajuns. And with high school football playoffs currently active, there's no better person that I would like to talk to more so than one of the color commentators, broadcasters for Lafayette Christian Academy football. We got Ian Ozan on the show. 
Thank you so much, Ian, for coming on the show, brother. Thank you, Lynn. Would you like cash or money order for that introduction? <laughs> Look, I'll just take you keep coming on the show when I call. That's all. That's good enough for me, brother. I appreciate it. Really quickly before, because I always like to, before we jump into LCA and a little wrestling, because I found out after you uh, left from Town Square that you were a wrestling fan. If I didn't know that when you were there, we'd have had even more conversations than we did. So, but... I want to ask you, just because I know we have content creators that listen to my show and people always like to hear the advice of someone like yourself who is successful, tell us a little bit about your story and uh, your journey in the media world to start us off. Mm -hmm. And if you have any advice to any content creators out there, what would that be? Excuse me. So the long story short is I started in this crazy world at the age of 10 years old at the Acadian Open Channel in Lafayette over the old building on 124 East Main Street, corner of Lee and Main, and started there doing stuff behind the scenes, eventually hosted my own show at the Open Channel for 10 years. When I was in college at Princeton, did sports, music, news, and WPRB there. Used that experience to parlay into professional, uh, a professional career in radio, first at Town Square Media in Lafayette. It worked at practically every station in that building. And then also, at the same time, worked full-time in television in Lafayette, first at KLFY, then almost 10 years at KTC, eventually becoming executive producer, and then moved full-time into radio at KPEL and uh, KTDY, and then now at WWL Radio in New Orleans. Now, for the advice that I'll give, uh, look, if you're chasing money, this ain't the business to do it, not unless you're on the sales side. But I will say this, it's rewarding. And if you are, if you have more initiative than what I've had, or I should say, if you Knowing what I know now about this business, I would have learned more about the sales side early on because that would have helped me make more money. So for those young, uh, young folks in content creation and or broadcast, learn how to market yourself, learn how to sell yourself and make some extra money. Because unless you know the sales side, really and truly, the money uh, may not be what you expected. But with that said, I've done well for myself. I've managed to parlay this into a full-time career. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. Heck yeah. Thank you so much for that advice. Ian. And to your point, uh, that's something that when I started my podcast, I wish I knew more about the business yeah. side, the sales side. That is something that I had to learn the hard way. And I'm finally getting uh, the proper education on that now so I can parlay that into something for 2024. So that is literally some of the best advice I've heard. But let's jump into it with the LCA Knights. I mean, with Jawan Johnson breaking the Louisiana State record, the Great, great defense they have. This team is phenomenal. Give me your thoughts on LCA season uh, thus far. The season is, I, I don't want to say it's what we expected because I think looking back at last year, this team should have gone possibly 10-0. and 0. Yeah, We knew what they could do against St. Thomas More. They fell short. Rustin, God, Rustin was just a machine. I, I don't even know. We I don't think we expected that game to be the kind of game it was. And even though the final score was close, Rustin dominated the majority of the way. So eight and two, I think, was still a bit of a disappointment, even for LCA, even with the new head coach. But the fact that they're back in the state title game is what they wanted. That was the ultimate goal to get back to the Superdome. The fact that they're playing St. Thomas more again is just a cherry on top because that's a loss they want to avenge from last year. And the three meetings so far between these schools, St. Thomas Moore has won all three. And LCA moving back down to 2A next year, there's a very good chance they're not going to play STM going forward. True. So 
this is for the Knights and for those kids who were on that team last year, Juwan especially, this is a proving ground. They want to get the win on uh, Saturday, or pardon me, Friday afternoon. No, 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 Saturday afternoon. I'm sorry. Get the win Saturday afternoon and go home with the state title and show that, yes, a school that is a natural 2A can hang with the big boys and win a state championship. So with this game happening this Saturday for the championship, like you said, STM has beaten them three times this year. What would you say are STM's strengths that got them the wins in those earlier matchups? They know how to take advantage of other teams' mistakes, and that for LCA has been their big Achilles heel this year, is that they commit a lot of mistakes, some of them on the field, whether they be stupid penalties, whether they be uh, turnovers, Jalon forcing a pass or uh, an unfortunate fumble uh, near the line of scrimmage. Uh, St. Thomas Moore has done a good job of forcing errors and making LCA pay. That's going to be the big, uh, the biggest task and the biggest test for LCA in the state title game. Can they minimize those mistakes? And we saw in the Turlings game this past week where Saint, or pardon me, where LCA made errors, and a lot of that was because of frustration. Uh, Turlings got frustrated. You saw a lot of chippiness, a lot of pushing and shoving. And in some cases, LCA got busted for the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty because the second man got caught. Now, with that said, Turlings also had their share of, of dumb penalties as well, so it kind of evened out. St. Thomas More is a much more disciplined team than both Turlings and LCA. You're not going to see them make those kinds of mistakes. And if LCA bites and you see them get frustrated and you see them commit those silly penalties, it's going to add up and St. Thomas Moore will come back. Now, if we look at history from last year in the state championship game, LCA dominated the pace of the game for the first 55 minutes. St. Thomas Moore, I don't know if it was because LCA figured they had it wrapped up or if St. Thomas Moore saved their best for the literally last. St. Thomas Moore came back, scored two touchdowns in the span of two minutes, and won the game. Yeah. So, I St. Thomas Moore, know, they've been there. They know how to clinch the win. They know how to capitalize on mistakes. And they have experience. And that's the big thing. These are guys who have, even before Juwan and company came along, they know how to play on the biggest stage. They know how to get the win on the biggest stage. And that's no slight to LCA. They've been there, done that, but they did it at the 2A level. This is their second year in, a, in the 4A state title game, a Division II select state title game. Now they've got to prove they can do it. They have to get over that hump. And if they're able to do that, this is a team that's going to go down in Louisiana state history. It's arguably one of the best in Class 4A. Wow. See, that that is amazing. And to your point, STM has experience. I mean, Ian, I can tell you, they have been winning since my brother has been there when they won their first state championship. Oh, yeah. And then from that point to now, they have been consistently one of the best teams in the state. Before I ask you about some of the players that uh, fans can look at for LCA, give me a player or two from STM that LCA fans, you know, should be concerned about. Sam Altman, the quarterback from St. Thomas Moore. This kid is the real deal. We saw it last year in the Superdome. We've seen it all throughout the season. He can He's a more of a pocket quarterback, but he has some mobility. If you give him time, he'll run, he'll pick up yardage, can get a first down when you think you've got him trapped. Uh, his wide receiver, Landon Struther, it has been phenomenal over the last few years. Now, defensively, Brian Broussard Jr., full disclosure, he's my first cousin once removed. Okay. Or, or no, hold on a second. Let me do that second cousin because his my grandfather and his grandmother were a brother sister. But anyway, okay. uh, Brian Broussard Jr. is legitimately the real deal. And last year, as a sophomore, he came up with at least three pass def passes defended 
in the Superdome in a state title game as a sophomore. And wow. this year, he's only gotten better. Now, it runs in his family. His daddy, Brian Sr., played ball at St. Aug, later went on to play ball at Southern Illinois, was a Saluki in his college days. And he was, a, he was a lineman, but you see that athleticism in Brian. He's also a multi-sport athlete, plays soccer. So you see that football ingenuity that he gets from the family relationship, from being a second-generation football player. But you also see a lot of that athleticism that goes in being a soccer player with him when he's running those routes, when he's defending, when he's jumping up to defend a pass. Brian Broussard Jr., there are only a handful of players that I've ever said would go pro. Patrick Queen was one of them. Um, Travis Achan, another one. Elijah Mitchell, another. And I don't say this often, but based on what I've seen over the last two years from Brian Jr., he's playing in the NFL one of these days. I see him going pro and having a decent career in the NFL, having more than a cup of coffee. Wow. So, LCA fans, you've heard it here from the guy who knows this better than most. This kid, this guy is the real deal. So you need to be on the lookout for him. And those are the St. Thomas Moore players to watch. Now on LCA side. Yep. That's where I was going next. It's the usual suspects. Jawan Johnson, you mentioned earlier, he's the all-purpose yardage leader in the state of Louisiana. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. And St. Thomas Moore learned that last year. And I think this year, the regular season game, they keyed in on him. Now, with that said, if they key in too much on Juwan, they're going to allow Jalen Noel to run roughshod. Last week against Turlings, Noel had 299 yards rushing on 29 carries, averaging nearly 10 yards a carry. Eesh. It, that's Jalen has been quiet for the first half of the season, was quiet in the backfield. And now we're starting to see just how good he is. And he's coming back next year. He's going to be the star of that offense next year. So Turlings is going to have to key in on him. You give Juwan time to pass. T.J. Marzell is his number one hookup, and Marzell lately has been running left and right, running circles around defenders, breaking free, getting open. And T.J. is just one of several receivers. Brennan Walker's another who lately has made his presence felt. He had a couple big touchdown receptions against Turlings this past week. Defensively, John Morladay on the offensive line, Melvin Hills at linebacker, Sam Taylor, Cooper Martin, and, the, and several others in the defensive backfield make for an experienced team coming back to the Superdome. A lot of these kids that we're talking about were there last year. They remember that heartbreak. So they are going to have a a lot of motivation and a chip on their shoulder um, to help them get to the state title. Now, the subplot here, Father uh, Floyd Cormier, who was an inspiration and a guiding light for a lot of the kids and a lot of the coaches at at, uh, St. Thomas More, he died today. So St. Thomas Moore is going to have extra motivation. They're going to be playing this game for Father Floyd. So that adds another little wrinkle and another dynamic that we'll have to watch for Saturday. Wow. And and rest in peace to him and and, uh, prayers for all the STM families and people affected by that. Uh, Because I didn't even know that. Wow. Um, So let me ask you, before we uh, get away from this game and transition to a little wrestling, and actually I'll ask you another high school question, but give me your keys to LCA, uh, uh, LCA STM. Uh, The keys for LCA in this game, as we mentioned earlier, minimize the mistakes. Do not give St. Thomas Moore anything for free. The other big key for St. Thomas Moore is stop Sam Altman on defense. Pressure him. Make him feel the pain. Make sure that he doesn't have time to get free and to throw the ball downfield to Struther, one of the other receivers. Stop him. Uh, For uh, for St. Thomas Moore, the key is make sure you do not allow LCA's rushing game to get started. And that's not just Jalen Noel, that's Jawan Johnson, too. If you pressure, pressure Jawan in the passing game, 
you'll force him to make some uh, some errant passes. We've seen that over the last few weeks, where Jawan at one point had three touchdown passes, hadn't missed a reception, and throws three consecutive interceptions on three consecutive uh, possessions. So if you pressure Jawan, he's prone to make mistakes. If you're able to contain him in the backfield and contain Jalen Noel, you'll win. But again, it's easier said than done. These two teams, I'd expect, we in the two previous two meetings, they put up minimum 40 points each. I think we're going to see that again. This is going to be a shootout. Heck yeah. So one of the teams will come home champion. Now, uh, the final question I have in the high school sports realm, we see three other uh, Acadiana teams in the playoffs, two facing each yep. other with Opelousas and Cecilia, and then Acadiana <laughs> taking on Catholic of Baton Rouge. Which, in your opinion, which other Acadiana uh, teams from this area will come home as a state champion? I think Cecilia has a better chance, and I hate saying that because my heart's with Opelousas. Went to school at Park Vista, know a lot uh -huh. of folks who played for OHS back in the day, and a lot of them will be in the Superdome to watch That's your this stomping game. grounds. On Friday, yeah. St still spend a decent amount of time there when I'm in town. And, and OHS is a hell of a story because this is a team that just five years ago was the laughing stock of District 5 4 8. Jimmy Zachary comes in two years ago, gets the players, gets the community to believe in that program and to buy into it. And now they're in the state championship game for the first time since 1950. They're the 12th seed, Ian. They're also the 12th seed. seed. Yeah. North DeSoto. And as Megan Glover was, uh, is fond of telling me, uh, talking to her on the Pelican State Prep football preview, Megan is always saying the, the playoffs favor nobody. And she's right. Cecilia's a favorite coming in. I like them in this game, but the playoffs don't favor them. And keep in mind, Opelousas already beat, already beat the one seed to get here. Now they're playing the two seed. Anything is possible in this matchup. I like Cecilia, but if OHS wins, I'm not going to be surprised. In fact, I'll be awfully ecstatic for that community and those kids. Acadiana, in their particular game, they're taking on a Catholic school, a Catholic Baton Rouge team that the last couple of times they've played, Catholic has had Acadiana's number. Yep. Now, Grant, this is a new year, new schemes, new coach at Catholic, and also new quarterback who's passing the ball more over at Acadiana with uh, uh, the, the Benedetta brothers. I, I hope I got their uh, pronounced their name right. But they've been doing a good job of airing the ball out, which is something we don't typically see from the Veer Machine offense. That one's a coin flip. I, Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm not going to bet against Acadiana again because I didn't think they'd win their next two games. Or rather, I didn't think they'd win their previous two games against Jesuit and then, or pardon me, against Holy Cross and then against Edna Carr. They won those two games. This Acadiana team has gotten better every week since about week six or seven, and they have been rolling. They beat Karen Crow. They beat two Catholic League schools. Catholic of Baton Rouge better watch out because this Acadiana team may very well uh, shock them. Heck yeah. So we may end up with three Acadiana area teams of state champions. Awesome. Let's let's transition really quickly before we finish up. Ian, I yep. didn't know you were a wrestling fan just because I have a wrestling fan base that listens to the show. Who do you think yep. is the best wrestler today or your favorite wrestler today? Uh, favorite wrestler today. And, and, and I have to preface this by saying I don't uh, I don't follow wrestling as much as I used to. But I will say this. I like CM Punk, and that's because he's real. Yeah. He's, of anybody in the business right now, he is the one person that makes you want to watch. He is the one person who makes you want to turn the TV on every Monday night. And Triple H scored a coup when he was able to get him and sign him back to the WWE. 100%. Thank you so much, Ian. We'll talk to you again in the future. Tell the people where they can follow you at on social media and where they can get your amazing content. 
Yeah, you can follow me at IOZAN on Twitter. You can also listen to me Monday through Friday, 5 to 10 a.m. on WWL AM FM in New Orleans, WWL.com. Yes, sir. Enjoy your dinner, Ian. Thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time. We will definitely talk again soon in the future, brother. Sounds good, Lynn. Appreciate you. Want to say thank you to my guy, Ian Ozan, for coming on the program. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at IOZAN, I-A-U-Z-E-N-N-E. And want to thank everybody for listening. Remember, going forward, this is going to be our Louisiana dedicated episode day. So when there's no longer uh, high school football, we'll be covering high school basketball here, as well as Raging Cajuns basketball, LSU women's basketball, LSU basketball, and Raging Cajuns women's basketball. This will be the day for all of that. Of course, we'll talk about the collegiate hoops in the national segment if they are, you know, affecting the, the zeitgeist of hoops. But we're dedicating Thursdays to that for you all because there's an in Lafayette, and in Acadiana, the sports show um, landscape is not what it is anymore. 103.3 The Goat is just playing national content. And to be honest, no one really wants to hear the same old drawn-out takes constantly. When you had an amazing local show, you got rid of it. Um, I, I know 103.7 uh, The Game has good local content with uh, Foot in the morning. And then I know also RP3 does some stuff. But after that... In the afternoon, it's going to Baton Rouge with Matt Moscona. So, like, in the afternoon, you don't have nothing to listen to. So, basically, you just have foot show and then the lunch show. But uh, after lunch, it's nothing. We are here to give you the best sports show in Acadiana and in Louisiana. We're, we're going to give you the best sports show overall. And then, once I feel we're, the, we're giving you the best sports show in Louisiana, we're going to give you the best sports show in America. That is the goal for this to be the best sports show, not only in Louisiana, but in America. But right now, we are the best sports show in Acadiana. So make sure you tune in. Appreciate everybody. You can follow me at LinBWT, follow Bros. You Think at Bros. You Think. Remember, subscribe to the YouTube for those seeing this on YouTube. And for those who like movies, anime, TV, don't worry. Now that this week is pretty much over, next week, we're going to show you what the future of the YouTube is not only are you going to get daily sports content, but you're going to get anime and movie content at least four to four times a week at minimum. So with that being said, thank you to everybody for listening. And until uh, tomorrow's episode, y'all have a good one and peace.